Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Strong in the Saddle. I'm your host, Katrina. And before we get rolling, just a quick favor to ask if you could please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That would be greatly appreciated. And if you haven't already, be sure to check out the podcast on Instagram at Strong in the Saddle. And new, I have a YouTube channel. If you search Rainer Life, R-E-I-N-E-R Life on YouTube, it should pop up. I have a couple of pod or a couple of episodes posted there, just kind of chronicling my journey with diesel. So if you're more of a visual person or just like YouTube or just kind of want to see what that's all about, be sure to check it out. I'll also put a link to the channel in the show notes. Okay, let's get into today's episode. I've been thinking a lot about the process of training a horse lately because I'm in the thick of training a three-year-old to become a finished reining horse. There's so many different schools of thought and philosophies around training horses, Most of them are totally viable ways of going about things and they get the job done. So it's, it's kind of just whatever works for you and your horse. One principle that has really stuck with me lately is what Warwick Schiller calls the Donkey Kong principle. Actually, I don't know if he calls it a principle, But it's just this concept that he took from the old school Nintendo video game, Donkey Kong. I have never played Donkey Kong before. I'm not the biggest video game fan. And we had a PlayStation growing up, which is different from Nintendo. So forgive me if I get this wrong. But according to Warwick, in Donkey Kong, in the game you start at a base level. Before you can move on to the next level, you have to be able to do various things. And once you do that, you advance to the next level. In the next level, you once again, start with the basic things that you had to do in the first level. And once you do that, which it should be fairly easy because you just did that in the previous level, then some slightly harder scenarios come across the screen that you have to deal with. If you can get through that, then you move on to the next level. And this continues on and on. You are always starting with the basics before moving on to the more complicated or harder skills required of a level. Horse training works the exact same way, at least the way I do things, and personally the way I think everyone should do things. You first start a horse with the basics. I think flexion and roundness would be a really good example to use here. So first you would start with lateral flexion with just a halter. You you stand at your horse's side, Ask them to flex their head around towards their belly. You know, you want them to bring their head around soft and then take it back straight 
slowly and just in a controlled manner rather than just reefing their head back straight. So you want to, your horse to be able to do that relatively well on both sides. Then you might advance from doing that with a halter to doing it with a snaffle bit in their mouth. It would be the exact same concept, but this time we're using a bit and reins instead of a halter and lead rope. And then once you get that mastered, you would always start there. When I get on my horse, I ask for lateral flexion. Only when I feel like we're feeling soft on both sides laterally will I go any further. On some days, we might get stuck there. For whatever reason, my horse feels like he's being a bit stiff and bracy. If that's the case, we might just, just work on that on a particular day, even if the day before he was nice and soft. If, however, he feels soft and willing, we can move on. I might start playing with vertical softness. Now that he's, you know, soft on one rein, I can try and get him soft with both at the same time. Some horses figure it out really fast and others take a bit more time. We will just start at a standstill and we will not progress from that until he's soft at the standstill. Once he gets that, I, you know, just build on from there. I would start my ride, lateral flexion, then vertical flexion at the standstill, and then maybe walking with vertical flexion. It all builds on each other. People run into trouble when they go from an elementary concept to more of a high school level concept, making too big of a jump there. Sure, it might be possible to get things done, but you will likely run into some resistance from your horse as they try to figure out what you're after. The horse training process will be much smoother if you take it a baby step at a time. Make it simple for your horse. Make it so that you build his confidence each day by teaching him digestible concepts one at a time. Hopefully that all makes sense. And this process gets expedited the more advanced your horse gets. So for example, on a younger horse, it might take several minutes before they are soft with lateral flexions, and then you can move on. On a more advanced horse, they might be soft right away. You do a couple flexes on each side and you're good to go. Diesel is at a stage where he's pretty good with all of that, but there are still some days when he's a bit more resistant. As he gets more and more experienced and the more repetitions he gets under his belt, those days where he's resistant will become fewer and fewer farther between. So that's the Donkey Kong concept. And I think it's really important to keep that in mind when training a horse. Check your fundamentals and assuming those are good, then you can move on. If they aren't good, you have work to do. 
And GP Forge, when I went to his clinic, he actually does this too, whether or not he realizes it. He said when he gets on and warms up his horse, he'll walk a little bit, then he'll ask for some roundness, and he'll do some leg yielding, he might do some shoulder drills. He does that every single, like that's his warm up, and he's doing it every single day. And those are fundamentals, just checking to make sure things are good and where they should be. This podcast has come with from something that's going on with me and Diesel. So I have found holes in my training. I've been working a lot on roundness, but I've been having more and more days where I feel like he's not as soft and is giving me resistance when I ask for roundness. You would think after working on something consistently day after day after day that it would start to get better but I've been finding that we've been having the opposite happen which is not good so I've decided to take a step back and focus on the fundamentals just like I said we'll start with lateral flexion then we'll move on to some more advanced things and build from there I feel like Diesel and I have been kind of on the verge of having disagreements when I've been asking for roundness, especially at the jog in particular. For some reason, the lope, which should be harder to get roundness, he seems more giving, which I'm not sure what the deal is there. But we need to go back and get those basics solid again before we can move on. So I've I've gone back to a snaffle bit. We're doing a ton of lateral flexion as if he was a green colt because I just, I feel like, like when I got Diesel, it was apparent that no one had done that with him. He was very resistant, but it's just, I still feel like he's not quite there and we just need to work on it. And it's kind of humbling. You put hours and hours in only to find that the time you put in wasn't enough. And and I, I, I will say that partly it is on me. Like I don't do this for a living. I'm learning as I go. It's slow, honest work. That's for sure. And that can be a bit frustrating when you have goals. Right now, some of my big goals are to get solid with our flying lead changes and to compete at some bigger reigning shows next year. But the simple fact is, if we are having issues with something as fundamental as softness and roundness, then we have no business working on something more complicated like flying lead changes. Work on the foundational skills, and then you can work on the fun stuff. Another thing I must remind myself is that Diesel is only three. God willing, I will have him for 20 years or more to come. That's so much time to get all this elementary stuff figured out. And then to spend years and years doing tons and tons of flying lead changes and competing at various shows. We have all the time in the world. I'm not on any sort of 
futurity timeline or anything like that. Like I have time. And I will say sometimes breaking things down like this can be a little challenging. You're like, how can I make this more straightforward for you? (laughs) With flexing and roundness, it's pretty straightforward. But for other things, it can be a bit harder to figure out how to break it down for your horse. That's why I actually really love Clinton Anderson's program because he really nailed breaking it down. But if you look at something like flying lead changes, it's like, okay, if that's my goal, how do I break, how do I reverse engineer that? It's, it's challenging and it is something I'm struggling with right now. I know we need to have our lope solid because flying lead changes are at a lope. We need our counter canter solid. From there, roundness becomes important because you want your horse nice and round so he can just athletically make that change. You need your horse to be able to move off your leg. So lots of lateral work is required. Things like side passing, half passing, haunches in, shoulder in, all those things. And As you can see, there is a lot of work behind getting a flying lead change. Sure, I could probably just lope around the arena really fast, do a direction change, and kind of force my horse into that lead change, but that's not going to result in a maneuver that can be cued precisely and consistently over time. You need to build. Training for the flying lead change has been very frustrating for me, to say the least. When I went to try Diesel back in May, which is, I got him almost four months ago at the time of recording this, the trainer was able to do flying lead changes on him. They weren't pretty, and he didn't always do them as soon as she asked, but she was able to get them. And I've gotten one lead change (laughs) since I've had him. That's frustrating, but I know that if I keep working on the fundamentals, it will make doing lead changes easier. It won't be easy, but it'll be easier. And from all of this, you can see training a horse is a very, very slow process. Sometimes it feels like you do one step forward and two steps back, going backwards, but eventually you start making headway. The biggest thing is to be consistent with your horse. Be consistent in your routine, consistent in how often you ride, consistent in how you cue. Everything needs to be consistent so that there's no room for confusion from your horse. They need to know what to expect from you. That is the only way that they are going to learn. If they never know what to expect from you, that's when they start losing confidence. Some horses might start getting skittish and uneasy. Others might get frustrated and resentful. Either way, it's not good. You need to keep the rules the same every day. It's no different than how we as humans progress through school. We start in elementary school learning bare bottom basics Everything is extremely structured and there's a clear progression from one grade to the next. 
you start with very basic things and it takes several years of learning before you're doing things like algebra or reading Shakespeare or doing organic chemistry. It's no different with horses and it's very unfair of us to expect them to learn things faster than they're able or in ways that don't set them up for success. And I guess I'll just wrap up this episode by saying that I've been feeling a bit overwhelmed with training Diesel. Some days I just don't know what to do next with him. Some days I don't know what I'm doing wrong, if I'm doing something wrong. Some days things just don't work or it just feels like we haven't made any progress. But then, of course, there's days when things do work well. It feels like things are finally starting to click. I reflect on where we started back in May, and I'm proud of that progress. It's an up and down day-to-day situation, but I know that it will be so rewarding in the end. I know that I will be very proud when I can finally say that I created a finished Rainer. Until then, we'll keep playing Donkey Kong, so to speak. We'll work on the fundamentals. If we got it, we can move on. If we don't, we're going to work on those fundamentals until we're allowed to pass to the next level. Slow but steady. Slow but steady. That is the name of the game. Slow but steady and consistency. I guess steady is kind of that consistency piece. But yeah, I think I'm going to wrap up the episode there. I hope you guys like this. I will, I'm going to link to a couple things in the show notes. I'm going to link to my YouTube channel. And I'm also going to link to an episode from Warwick Schiller's channel where he talks about the Donkey Kong concept that I've discussed here today. If you want to learn more about that and his perspective. And yeah, remember, if you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And until next time, remember, it's always a good day to ride.